Claire swam and swam, looking for anything that could help her go up. But that seemed difficult in this world. Everything was sunken, drowned beneath the waves, and shattered then some. It was difficult to parse out what this world was. Did everyone live underneath the water here? No, that couldn't be the case, Claire thought. They had boats. Boats. Claire's attention was turned to a nearby shipwreck. Ordinarily, it would be nothing to consider, but for some reason, Claire could not take her eyes off of it. This ship was a mangled mess. The mast was cracked over. The paneling was ripped all across the port side. Whatever figurehead the ship sailed had sunk into the depths. And most damning of all, the keel was broken. The backbone of the ship forever shattered. It was the same thing she was told when she asked if the Romance Dawn could ever be fixed. The Romance Dawn. Clear couldn't get it out of her memory. She loved those days. The ones where she was captain, sailing around with her friends. The adventures they had together. Lola, Corton, Vindros, Young, Zur, and the one who kept us together. The Romance Dawn. Seeing the wreckage brought tears to Claire's eyes, and once they started, they were relentless. It wasn't just over the death of a ship. It was that everything could have been different if things didn't go down the way they did in the gore fields. She could have stayed with the team and gone on more adventures. Even just one more adventure would have been nice. But instead, she had stayed with the Duke and lost a piece of herself forever. Back when she was a conduit, she ignored what it meant, because all that mattered was her mission. But now she had to face the cruel reality. A piece of her being was gone, ripped away from her. Something that was once so core to her being, that it left a portion of herself hollow. A tidal wave of grief overwhelmed the young girl. Eleven years of pent-up emotions let out over the memory of a dead boat. It's like hot potato, except instead of a potato. No, it's it's not a potato. It's not a potato. <laughs> I want to cut that out and just have that. Forget about all this other stuff. Just you saying it's like hot potato, except it's not a potato. That's really what people come here for is that kind of insight, you know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that just become like a motivational poster. Conrad Zimmerman, mind wizard. <laughs> he's really opening up our third eye here. I mean, he's onto the fourth eye, really. Hey, well, actually, it. that's actually something you should be careful about when playing this game is the third eye. 
Yeah, everybody um, remembers the clothes the regular two, but that third one, <laughs> you do not want to get sprayed in the face. So let's talk about math. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren's like, enough plastic genitals. Please let me tell you about my character sheet. <laughs> the math. Everybody knows how much I love the math. You love the math. So last we left the adventure... Lola Beans decided to stay behind and help Amy Wolfram get her body back, which meant fighting off uh, the abbot. You killed him with a giant buigle. I mean, no, not a buigle. It was a bosprey. A bosprey, yes. You've named a lot of animals this season. She did most of the work, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, So this giant bosprey is going to be very useful to you in a moment. But before that, let's just establish for the audience that you got two levels, one your normal level up. I did. And the other for the determination uh, Clear gave you in fighting back against the God King. But you missed out on the third level because you stayed behind. So you're at level 10. Uh, let's let the audience know what you got for that. Um, so the coolest thing I got, um, which I'll start with, are two spells. Because um, I got more spell slots and I can have more spells. So I took two uh, level three spells. I dropped, um, what is it, hazardous terrain or whatever the fuck that was. It didn't do anything. Um, And part of why I wasn't so upset about using my animal, um, (laughs) my conduit already, uh, one of them is conjure animals. So for an hour, I can summon face spirits that take the forms of beasts and they like fight and stuff for me. So I can just have like a small animal army. Yeah, that's a more fairly balanced version of this ability as opposed to the get out of jail free card that your conduit is. But that, that was the whole point is making the difficult choice to stay back meant burning some of your final arc resources like your conduit. I didn't know you were. You could have fought that one out and had a big hit point or a hit dice cost to that encounter. But instead it was the, the conduit. So, you know, choices, consequences. We love them here. Mm-hmm. I also have uh, my other spell is Conjure Barrage. <laughs> just, just I conjure a bunch of weapons and they just attack. They just attack. Um, I got some hit points. Yay. Um, let's see. Did you say hippo points? No, I said hit points, but I wish I had said hippo points. That sounds more fun. I feel like rangers should come with hippo points. <laughs> is that like... <laughs> like you cast your man when you go see a hippo you're like hey I got 10 hippo points so you're not gonna eat me <laughs> they'll be like okay uh, <laughs> I guess that's really the main interaction we would have with hippos yeah um let's see where's the other thing oh, I got a thing called hide in plain sight so I can spend one minute creating camouflage for myself uh, out of fresh mud dirt plant suit and other naturally occurring materials um, and it'll give me a plus 10 to dexterity. Yeah, we'll see how much that comes up. Obviously, we're getting down to the end here. Uh, the one, one of the things you missed out on by not taking that level mm-hmm. was one of the revised ranger abilities at level 11, which would have allowed your animal companion to attack every creature around them instead of one. <laughs> which is insane if you're playing like a tabletop campaign with graph paper where it's really important where people are. Yeah. Uh, in ours, it's not not you know, so important. Also, why uh, hazardous terrain probably wasn't the most desirable spell in the podcast format. Yeah. So, but in a tabletop, you know, norm, a normie game, <laughs> that's a perfectly good spell. Yeah. So basically I can uh, continue to be sneaky and I can attack with 
clouds of animals and knives. Clouds of animals and knives. That's the Lola Beans way. So let's get episode 36 started with a medicine check because uh, Duke Pendergrass had his wings oh, yeah. snapped and he was thrown <laughs> I off. I shouldn't laugh at his pain. <laughs> My girlfriend was very mad when she heard what happened. <laughs> Not really. She was like, oh, no. and she was like, it's okay. You can do it every go. Well, no, she likes. She would always assuage you. Obviously, you're yeah. her best friend. But just, she heard from the other room while I was recording. She heard me say the Duke's wings get snapped, and she was like, "What happened?" After I stopped recording, <laughs> I just keep laughing because I just keep hearing, "Oh no, oh no, oh that's supposed to be." I hold a d10. That's not the right die. It's really not. Seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. He's great. alive. Um, so here. Yeah, he's definitely alive with a 17. I think you'd have the botch to kill him. But um, with a 17, he's not only fine. Uh, oh, no. Fine's not the right word. <laughs> he's fine. I Here's mean, what I was wondering. Relatively. He's fine, right? Well, I was looking for a crit for him to be fine. With a 17, uh, I think he is not in mortal danger. I think it's an open question, or very, probably unlikely he will ever be able to fly again. That's fine. We'll get him a Bweagle. We'll introduce him to some nice Bweagles, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you absolutely go down. Why don't you kind of help me paint a picture here? Because uh, you were carrying uh, Amy's body, and Zer was carrying you. Uh, so it was like this chain of people who were slowly lowered to the ground. You see this man crumpled on the ground. You go over. You can, like, set his broken bones, but they're fucked up pretty bad. Um, how, how does that look? Hey, buddy. <laughs> see ya. Uh, your arm went, your wings, they got... Yeah, some say that the, the wings are the arms of the back. Um, yeah. <laughs> Would you like to, to kiss a baby? Here's Barbara. Okay, the baby boss spray. Uh, you uh, you just, just like find some cloth and wrap it around his injuries. Yeah, <laughs> Lola Beans is very Lauren, and that she thinks every problem can be solved with the application of an animal. They may not be the optimal solution, but they can. Well, said they can never make it worse, but that's not true. They could make it worse. Absolutely worse. Yeah. It's just. I don't know. Tomato, tomato. I'm sorry you have a, a terrible disease. Here is a Wolverine. <laughs> just, <laughs> just hold this for a while. See how it feels. Oh, it'd kill me right away. <laughs> uh-huh. I was going to say honey badger. That's why I hesitated. I wasn't oh, sure if that was Stoffel. If that joke was too played out. But I'm not even thinking about the honey badger meme. I'm thinking about Stoffel, the, 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 the badger we watched a documentary about. Have we talked about Stoffel? I show any person I meet. I've started making sure I've already shown them the Stoffel video. And if they haven't, I watch it with them on the spot. Uh, everybody look up Stoffel the Honey Badger on YouTube later. It is so good. He's such a little asshole, and it's so cute. If he was a human, I would think he would need to be in The Hague, but as an animal, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> He's such a little monster. Uh, but yeah, so that's the scene as you hand uh, Barbara the boss spray to the Duke as you uh, you know set his broken bones, and he tries to hold it together. Uh, he's not. He's trying not to like weep openly in front of you. Uh, why did this season turn into like a referendum on masculinity? That was not how I set out to do this. <laughs> I don't know why that's what it is. Can I put my hat on his head to like cover? 
Oh yeah, you put your your big straw hat over his face to hide his tears. So he can cry safely. Holy shit, I love that. <laughs> um, where is Amy? Well, that's the next thing. I was I wanted to set the scenes because in the background, like what we're framing this for the camera, right? Is you doing this in the foreground? In the background, you see Amy as a ghost yelling at her own body, and the you don't you like their dialogue is inaudible. You just see very animated screaming from the ghost, and then you see the body holding up its hands and saying like, "Wait, wait, wait! I came back for you," um, because we all know <laughs> from off screen that her mother like decide like realized she was being a shit. And had a face turn essentially, and was like, "I can't, I can't go through with stealing this body. I couldn't live with myself." And so she's, she's explaining that to Amy in the background. Uh, just uh, give me a holler if you need me. As you say that, which is one of my favorite phrases to say on this show because it really signals that I'm about to do something mean. Uh, <laughs> you feel the ground quake a tiny bit course yeah what is it uh let's roll no nature no it's the ground that's quaking so <laughs> what if i roll inside of the ground <laughs> i don't even i just think that'd be funny also i have a plus five to that and i have nothing to nature i got a 17 anyway suck it damn two 17s all the beans uh great oh, work. that rhymed yeah so the what you might have thought was just a tremor with a bad roll uh, with a 17, you recognize as the heartbeat of the salt heart underneath the stadium. Um, oh. what, what used to be just a psychic kind of palpitation uh, you could access on the like psionic wavelength is now physically lub-dub, lub-dub throughout the underground here. And getting stronger in that it can be felt standing on the earth. What do I do? What do I do? Uh, with a 17, I might give you more. So, like, there's this tremor, and, like, you hear people in this, because, like, you know, bystanders came out, people who work here are like, oh, my God, the abbot's trying to apprehend this criminal. Oh, my God, the abbot's head came off in a shower of blood. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, and so all these people begin talking, like, did you feel that? What was that? Oh, my God, there it is again. Rumble, rumble. Like, there's the, the stands in the stadium are shaking, and, like, dust is coming off of them. Oh, shit. Evacuate! Lola, you begin. You want to get tell everyone to get out of here? Yeah, get. Uh, yeah. So I'm not gonna make you roll for that. Two seventeens. You're you're doing great. You're, you're confident. You're in your zone. But I was head just got bit off. So. Yeah, you start ushering the people out for their own safety to get them out of the stadium. Um, as you do that, uh, you see Amy uh, embrace her mother. Like <laughs> it's just like two different Amys, but you know one is Belle, and they kind of hug and. Uh, I'm not going to have my NPCs talk to each other because that's just me. So this is all happening kind of in your background. This is for like the spinoff uh, Amy show or something <laughs> where we really get into that. Uh, but yeah, the the mother apologizes for stealing your body. The daughter apologizes for killing her in the first place. They both say like, yeah, you know, it was really the God King who forced us into this shitty situation. Hurt people, hurt people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and Amy repossesses her body. Yeah, I mean, it's very cool, but uh, don't you know, it's a quake. Mm-hmm. It's a quake. All that quakes. I think uh, Amy says, I don't know what exactly is happening, but it's not good because that thing is full of, like, thousands of souls, maybe tens of thousands. It's the entire 
regimes collected potential it's bad it's something's happening i mean it might be good it might be mean the the wolf pack in the castle is kicking my dad's ass should we go down there oh man i feel bad asking you to make another choice because you just made such a big choice but do you want to go down there or do you want to go meet your friends uh i feel like Oh man, this is wow! I gotta keep making all the choices. I'm just a lizard. Uh, I feel like I should go, uh, especially because like I don't know. I told them I I told them I meet up, and I don't know if they figured out, you know, talk to the elemental or not. Uh, so. But also, like, the Duke is, uh, not flying anywhere, uh, anytime soon, and you just got your body back, I don't know if, <laughs> I know he's annoying as hell, but do you and the Duke want to go, uh, I guess, check it out while I go try to kill your father, maybe? The people are my responsibility. I am the Liberator Queen. I have to go check on my subjects. You can leave the Duke here. <laughs> he, he's not going to be much use to anyone. I was like, oh, the Duke has use. He can go check with you. Yes, yes. And she was like, nah, fuck that guy. I think the Duke kind of like stands to his feet shakily, pulls the, the straw hat down over his eyes so you can't see them. He thinks it looks cool, but it, it's just kind of sad. <laughs> it just looks like he's crying into a hat like a bull. Yeah, he's trying to do like a cowboy move, and you're like, "Oh, buddy, it's okay. We you we, you messed all your makeup up." <laughs> we're, not, we're just not gonna acknowledge it. It's fine. That is the new hip way to wear hats. Uh-huh. Um. All right. So you are gonna check out the potential. I'm gonna go deal with the castle. I guess it, the Duke can stay here and continue to direct people out of the stadium. I will make sure there is no reprisal against stadium staff. The the abbot's men are still around here. He travels with a retinue. Can I get in? Oh no, I got to evacuate. <laughs> oh no, I must evacuate. Uh good job, buddy. Uh Pat Pat. See you later. Oh boy. Uh you can deal with that, Amy. I <laughs> trust you, you're capable and you have a bear osprey. Uh, yeah, you let her keep the tiny bear osprey. You and Zer are going to jump on the big mama osprey. Mama oh, yeah. bosprey. This and is like off. the luxury greyhound to the to the <laughs> castle <laughs> instead of the regular greyhound. This is the one with the, like, the, the Wi-Fi and the outlets. This is such a specific cultural reference. Laura, does any of that translate? I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> That's okay. You don't... You, Greyhound buses are bad. I don't like them. As the boss spray takes to the sky, Lola, you can yes. look behind you and you see people streaming out of the Coliseum, but you also see like cracks beginning to open like in the center of the field and a beautiful pink light being pouring out. Oh, are they escaping? Good question. Oh, I roll. Okay, hold on. Can I roll our con? <laughs> Inside on the stadium. Religion. This is a conduit thing. I don't know why I rolled twice. Eight. Yeah, with an eight, especially at this uh, late date that rhymed unintentionally, 
You're just like, ooh, pretty light. Anyway, gotta go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm really mad if I, like, went through all this and then I didn't you kill Amy. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> I will... Uh, uh, I was gonna say, got you like a fish. And I was like, that's very intense. <laughs> uh, Wolfpack, uh, walk me through your level ups, and then we'll let's end with Vereen painting me a picture of your crit with the plutonium elemental. You essentially have full authorship over that scene, so uh, feel free to to paint it. Um. I'm level 11 now as a cleric with Vindras, so there's a bunch of stuff that I got. Um, I'm having a quick look through. I got some extra spell slots. I learned some new spells. I've got Flame Strike, Mass Cure Wounds, uh, Death Ward, Sacred Flame. My proficiency bonus went up. Um, I've got Divine Intervention now, which is probably not going to work out with the amount of time we have left in the season, but who knows? Basically, I can roll a d100, and if I get it below, I think, an 11, um, God comes and fixes all my problems. It's Yeah, I would say it's essentially like Lola's conduit ability, except with a roll, is that if you want to get out yeah. of jail free card, there you go. I've, I've basically got a 1 in 10 chance of a get out of jail free card, but I only get to use it once per long rest, which means I probably only have one shot to try and use it this campaign, so that'll be something. Um, I've also got my first level 6 spell slot, um, I picked up Blade Barrier as my first, first 6th level spell, uh, that, that allows me to, let, let's say someone like Bramwell might be in some danger hit points wise, I could maybe just completely surround them on all sides by blades and then nothing could get to them and they'd be fine. So, <clears throat> Bramwell is level 11 now, and I took all three of his final levels in Fighter. Um, which is not interesting. Uh, I got one like one little uh, thing I can do now where I could potentially protect people if they're nearby me, and my like level can like reduce some of the damage or some shit. It's just pure stats. This is Bramwell accepting. This is the last thing he is ever going to do in terms of being an active soldier of any kind, and he is going in kind of on adrenaline, and that's what's being exemplified by a lot of his stats getting increases. Beast mode dwarf. I I like I like that in one corner Bramwell's like, yep, this is it. I I go down in this fight, and Vindras is on the other side. Like, God, okay, let's research everything I can learn to do to try and keep try and keep this one alive. So yeah, uh, Vereen is uh, level eleven, uh, and through the course of the level ups, got a increased proficiency bonus. Um, I took two points to constitution, bringing it to 220. So, um, can take a, a licking. Uh, let's see here. I uh, get uh, Brutal Critical, which is an additional die on a critical hit, which is cool. That is cool. And, yeah, that's pretty cool. And, um, I think that's pretty much it, actually. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. So it sounds like the important thing we've established is that Bramwell's putting the team on his back. Vindros might be able to call God if the connection is strong enough. And Vereen is uh, going to crit extremely well, especially because the the murder sign crits 10% of the time instead of just five. So pretty sick. Mm. So um, Vereen has, uh, you know, enveloped the... 
plutonium elemental in its arms or in his arms and is just sort of rocking it back and forth and saying it's okay. Oh, it's a not, baby. They're not going to hurt you anymore. And then with two hands free to play the uh, soothing music on the lute, uh, he's going to use the other two with some of the quills and uh, use them to chip the salt away from that that's holding the elemental in place. Um, then lift it up and carry it out in its arms. Okay, so a couple of elements there. One, uh, chipping away the salt. You're okay with the God King knowing that's happening? Because you can sense through it. It's, it's not going to matter at that point. Okay, I just want to make sure. Uh, we're aware of all the, the stakes and consequences here. The other is uh, plutonium is like one of the heaviest elements. Like I, I do not think even if he's emaciating, you can carry him. The floor bends underneath him as he walks. So do you want to like lead him out? I don't think you're actually lifting him. That's fine. This isn't even a big deal. I just know I'm going to get mean comments. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's fine. Now we get the adorable uh, mental image of uh, Vereen, you know, leading them out, holding their hand, just walking them I out. I was just thinking that. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So the party got past the castle defenses, uh, but there are still 4,000 Genasi. Or 5,000? How many did I say? My brain is melted completely. Too many. I think there were six, you said. You said six, and two are sick, and the other four forgot all their stuff. Okay, so yeah, the, the biggest uh, cruise ship carries almost 7,000, so I said this is a 6,000 one. It isn't quite the record, but it's very big, which the breakdown is about 5,000 Genasi, 1,000 uh, servants and slaves. Uh, so that's a lot of people. These aren't military people. You're not going up against, like, crack commandos. You're not going against, like, Navy SEALs. But 5,000 people can tear you limb from limb uh, if if motivated to do so. And, you know, there are a lot of factors at play here. What do you do? Uh, basically... Uh, you can roll stealth, you can roll intimidation. What's your approach to going up from the bottom hold of this cruise ship to what is the the castle throne room that he has built for himself and like the, the captain's quarters at the top? I feel like stealth is the way to go first because if stealth fails, you can always switch to trying to intimidate your way up. I mean, yeah, it's the classic Deus Ex response. Sneak until you yeah. get caught and then shoot. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't decide later, oh, this, this shootout's going badly. I'm going to swap to stealth now. Yeah, that's the fr- yeah, you've hit on a core difficulty with game design, Laura. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the problem with the gameplay loop of immersive sims. Anyway, roll stealth, folks. Except for me. Hey, I got 18. 10? 11. All right, everybody above average, but only one person succeeded at the 15 I was looking for for this to go flawlessly, which means uh, you get spotted, but but not by someone who's going to immediately be hostile. I'll say you're probably walking through these corridors, and you come up out of the hole, and I didn't go into too much description last week because it was all boring gray corridors you're making your way down to the bottom where you know stuff is stored in a cruise ship not particularly exciting but you make your way up out of there into some of the residential corridors of this ship and it's all very strange to you you've never seen anything quite so gaudy 
it's like colorful and it's meant to evoke kind of luxury, but it's not luxurious. It's for the kind of people who want to pretend to be luxurious. I spent way too long looking at cruise ship interiors and honestly, they make me sick at this point. I believe the word you're looking for is tacky. Well, in in the age of coronavirus, as we are, uh, considering how closed in they would be, I mean, sick, they would make you sick now, wouldn't they? <laughs> They'd make you very they sick. They already made people sick, and now it's, like, double dangerous. Yeah, it's like there's just generic art hanging on the walls that doesn't evoke anything in you. There's just these, do- like, door after door that's just the same kind of leading to these same small rooms. Nothing beautiful stirs within you seeing this. Uh, you turn a corner and you see uh, a servant here carrying like a tray uh, with like food on it. They're like basically doing room service for one of the genasi here and they spot you. Uh, what do you do? Stealing hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> this is why I'm not here. <laughs> looks, looks to Bramwell to save us because Bramwell, you you know what what how how to talk to people in fancy place. I'm sorry. Do you know where the restroom is? <laughs> All right. Uh, so I was gonna say deception, but if Vereen is, I have to really go though. If Vereen is taking the plutonium elemental with all of you, that's gonna be disadvantage. Oh, it could have been a 17. Austin, you shit. <laughs> hey, 11 on a disadvantage with a negative is pretty fucking all right. Yeah, where's the bathroom, dickhead? Okay. That's to you, Austin, the person, not the character. Yeah. Okay, so I think there's- This, this character's like... name is also Austin. <laughs> no, its name is Austin person. Yeah. Uh, there's, okay, this is a mixed success. A good thing and a bad thing happens. The bad thing is that this person drops their tray in surprise. It makes a big mess, oh. uh, which it d- did make some noise. And, you know, they might get yelled at. This is raising their anxiety. But the, they do not immediately turn you in because they recognize- that you are not with the people who are mean to them. I think their immediate reaction is like, "Who? what's going on? Are you, you should hide. Like, you need to get out of here. If Oh no, we're quite fine. Yeah, allow me to clean you, uh, clean up the floor for you. Uh, the, this, this servant, I'm gonna say is a, is a, like a mole woman, probably like, I'm gonna say probably an elderly woman here, right? She's just like, oh, Aww. Sonny, you don't need to, you don't need to do that. Uh, <laughs> not, nonsense. I would consider it an honor. Oh. <laughs> uh, what are you doing with him? She points to the plutonium elemental who she's heard stories about the thing in the in the bottom of the ship, but she's never seen it personally. We're trying to actually take it away from here. Um, it's not safe. The only way off the castle when it's moving is the garbage chute. Oh, don't put the baby in the garbage. It's fine. We'll all go in the garbage. What if we call it the baby shoot instead? <laughs> all right, I'm on and board. Then, and then that's where the baby should go. Yeah, baby shoot, baby shoot. <laughs> <laughs> the baby shoot. Uh. Okay, so here's 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 something. Um, if you can convince this person to smuggle the plutonium elemental off board, maybe she personally won't do it, but she can go ask, like, you know, kitchen staff who is... Uh, sympathetic to the revolution. I mean, they all probably are on some level, but people who are willing to risk themselves to to smuggle this thing through the the through the baby shoot safely, like put it in packing peanuts or something. <gasps> yeah, put it in packing peanuts and a blanket of bubble wrap. 
Do we have an idea how much exposure you need to have to the plutonium elemental before it can kill you? Uh, so there actually was going to be some ambiguity about that, but then Lauren had the big brain idea to ask Denise. So you, yeah, you do know there are two ways to get irradiated by this thing. One is if it wants to, it can just choose to irradiate you fatally, which is what, what would happen if Farine botched last episode. Uh, or if you, if you damage it, which I think is probably what happened to God King Wolfram. Okay. Like as he took it out of the reactor, he took it home and he was like, faster beast, faster. And it wasn't going fast enough. And he probably like, you know, hit him or something. And it fatally. So definitely, definitely get all the bubble wrap out before we put them in the baby shoe. Fatally irradiated himself by accident and unknowingly, because it's invisible. You don't know that that's what has happened. Although I, I read a description of someone having this happen to them and they said they felt like an intense burning pain for a couple seconds. Cool. So yeah, if you want to read about people irradiating themselves to death, that information is out there. Cool. <laughs> Solid information, huh? Sorry, Lauren. Uh but yeah. But the Farine, baby do you want... put him in the chute. Yeah, do you want you want, do you want to roll to have the plutonium elemental safely smuggled? Yeah, that'd be a persuasion, I'm assuming. Oh yeah. <coughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not as smuggled? good at that as I used to be. Mm-hmm. That's only a 10. Yeah. So uh, once again, uh, 10, I'm looking at kind of a mixed success. Yeah. Okay. I actually know exactly what this is. Um, To safely do this, she says, well, we can package him up with the garbage and get him out of the castle, but it's kind of a long drop. Maybe we could borrow some of your wings. And she points at Staples and the Mephits. Aww. So if you're willing to give up these NPCs, they can like you know dig their claws into the package and flaps you know to slow the descent and safely bring the plutonium elemental down to the to the salt. Aww. Are you boys ready to be heroes? <laughs> oh yeah, heroes, heroes, heroes! <laughs> now is your time to shine. Fly, Treadwell. Fly, Bradwell. Fly, Fredwell. And you, Bramwell Jr., you lead them <laughs> to the baby shoot. Baby shoot! You know, Staples, I, uh, I I know that I said I wasn't gonna ever ask you for anything, but um, but just this once. I know we've been through so much, Vereen. <laughs> we have such a deep connection. <laughs> All those late nights with a bottle of wine. Staples, don't worry. I guarantee there'll still be some stuff to fight when this is all done. We won't. We won't. We won't kill them all. Just don't fight the baby. I, well, I, I need you this one more time, Staples. Can you do it? Of course. I still owe you for what happened back there on that secret mission. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, you knew that one was on the house. <laughs> if nothing else, this season has given so many good prompts for fan fictions that could be written about... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dwayne's backstory. Now we've got the secret <laughs> mission prompt. You know, there's there's plenty of fertile ground to play Wait. in. Was Dwayne on the secret mission? No, oh. those are DLC expansions. The secret of uh, Dwayne's gold in uh, oh. uh, Vereen and <laughs> Staples' big day out. Is is this the equivalent of the Citadel DLC, where this is where the real emotional closure happened? Mm. <laughs> no, this is. This is more like the Fire Emblem Three Houses DLC, where mm. it just adds a couple of new fun characters, and it's like really difficult for some reason. Um, 
this is such a specific i'm narrow casting <laughs> what are we doing today <laughs> what are we doing can um, i i want to say goodbye to staples yeah <laughs> like oh, as no. staples is flying away i want brown to be like goodbye scrambles and he's gonna turn to him he's like it was scrambles right <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yes, I think staples uh like you know uh, uh, <laughs> He's just eating a lozenge. Um actually hmm <laughs> In honor of this, I wanna have Staples give Vereen her giant bone. Like she carries this like Fred Flintstone ass <laughs> oh, yeah, gi- giant bone full of nails and it's like a plus three weapon instead of the murder science plus two and it crits on twenty, nineteen, and eighteen. Oh shit. oh shit! And she's like, "I'm not gonna need this. I'm just doing a little babysitting service here, which is fine." Honestly, this this place isn't really my scene. We snuck past all the guards I wanted to kill. So, will you take take care of this? Um, take care of this child because it's uh, well, honestly, it'll it'll probably kill like everybody in a, in a fifty mile race. I'm just like real gentle with this. And Vere turns and, and starts walking back down the, the hallway towards the rest of the party. Yeah, you say it'll kill everyone in a 50-mile radius, and Staples goes, I like him already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Staples is a babysitter. The Babysitter's Club. Okay, no, this is like those, like, uh, is it like Daddy Daycare or whatever movies, mm-hmm. but Staples and the Muffets instead of, like, single dads. Yeah, that the, didn't The Rock do one of those? Vin Diesel did one. Kevin Hart did one. Schwarzenegger did one. Like everyone, There's so has, many. Every every like big guy has a movie where he takes care of a bunch of kids for comedic purposes. That's Staples' <laughs> next project. <laughs> That's Staples. <laughs> uh, yep. So uh, Staples and the Mephits will carry uh, the plutonium elemental down the baby chute down to the surface, getting it away from all the civilians. Um, and you you all continue your journey up through the, the bowels of the ship. So you have to go up onto the main deck. So I'm, I'm also basing this on the Hitman mission that's on a cruise ship, my mental picture. There's like when you get to the top, there's like a concentrically smaller uh, decks until you get to the top one where there is like a castle. There's like a throne room he's built on top of what used to be like the rudder, not the rudder, but you know, like the wheel of the ship, right? Where the, the control room. I don't know any boat words. We've all seen Titanic. You know where that guy? I also have not seen Titanic, so. Fuck off. You've seen Titanic. I have not seen Titanic. This is what the whole rest of the episode's about. How have you not seen Titanic? Because he was too busy watching Shaolin Showdown. Wait, are you Titanicing us? No, I didn't see it. I was too, like, when I was that age, it was like, do you want to go see Titanic? And I was like, a three hour long love story? Pass. I'm going to stay here and play Sonic the Hedgehog 2. At that age, you did not want to see a titty for a second. <laughs> no. <laughs> not everybody wants to see a titty, Austin. Let's, um, yeah. just, I'm just leaning into the, what this season's about, which is masculinity and men having terrible personalities and issues. That's a lot of... Wait, that's what this season's about? I didn't know it was going to be, but Wolfram is and Zer and Pendergrass. It's just it's oh, a theme. Oh, no, I'm a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do it. I, that wasn't actually my motivation for seeing Titanic. I think I saw it with my cousin just because she just had it on their house. Anyway, it's funnier if you think I wanted to see the titty, so that's the story we're going with. Well, no. Oh, just, no. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. We know you're covering up for wanting to see the titty. It's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I had to like unmute really fast as soon as we were talking about that because I was eating a ding, a ding dong. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this on mic. Curious. <laughs> it was delicious. Uh, all right, so you make your way through all these samey, gross corridors with the tacky carpet and the bl- bad, bland art until you find a staircase and you make your way up onto the deck. Uh, immediately, there are people milling about up here. Stealth is not a possibility uh, because there are 5,000 Genasis who live here and they don't want to stay in their rooms all the time. Uh, but th- they are not immediately hostile. This is kind of part two of making your way to the throne room. Uh, what do you do about all these genasis of every element and you know age and strength? Um, none of them are military, but they all have magic. So, um, can we put on some fluorescent jackets and just walk really confidently? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's gonna be performance. It could also be deception, but we just did a deception roll. Let's mix it up. Performance to pretend like you belong here. And hey, free jacket. I think I think we should get advantage because uh, this is one of those things where as long as you have the confidence for it, it always works. Well, see, it's working for Vindros because I just got a crit. So well, that's good, I, am... I only got a ten. <laughs> that's fine. You will just look like you're in my own. Oh, oh god! Good. I got a two. The, the levels there. It's not a botch. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, so a crit. Vindros, uh, you, if you paint me the, a picture convincing enough, I will let you walk through this crowd of people who are too full of all the food that they have basically... Ho- hoarding is what are basically what I want to say. So I, I will say that, <laughs> that like they're too... Like, huh? Is it like a tacky golden corral? <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, we've talked about golden corral on this show before, strangely enough. And we <laughs> I love decided- gold- I'll eat there all the time, but it's a bad place. <laughs> Do you ever, do you ever sit there and you're like, this is this is Golden Crow is the Venn diagram that that crosses over me and Jeff Foxworthy. It is just that. <laughs> it's so accurate. That actually makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so just to redescribe this, um. Do they have the the remains of having had all of this food? Like, are there plates or trash or something that we would have as an excuse to confidently stroll as a prop? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you, you crit, so you tell me. Let's say that um, we find a couple of, uh, couple, of, couple of bags somewhere and start picking them up and just wa- wander through just picking, th- picking up trash as we go, confidently walking through like, oh, yes, we're just clearing up, just clearing up, don't mind us. Because no one pays att- attention to service staff. They become invisible if they're doing, you know, the work you don't want to think about. Yeah. So you basically do, I already referenced Hitman, but you just don a disguise. You perform uh, with a crit to pretend like you're just cleaning up trash. And the Genasi don't even meet your eyes because you're below them. Yeah. No one wants to look at the person taking the trash and therefore invisibility we sneak through. Yeah, they're all just too busy. Like they were all promised gladiatorial fights. They got all they pre-gamed, they're already, you know, day drinking, and then the castle turned around, so they're all mad and they're all talking to each other about this stupid rebellion and all these uppity lower class people who wanna let them just have some fun for once. Um and you just make your way through cleaning up after them. Uh past the uh the, the biggest throng of people to where it gets more sparsely populated near uh, the interior castle wall. So like, in, like I said before, in the center of a cruise ship, there's like this 
uh, tower almost of different decks you can go up on, and the God King has built uh, another wall around it. And there's a gate, and there are... Are there guards there? I want to say no. There there was going to be guards here, but because you have all four main areas in Wormwood and Rebellion, they've been called to active service. So there's just a locked gate. Nobody's here. Uh, what do you do about this? So your third and final challenge to get to the the interior. Pick it. I mean, yeah, that sounds great, but I bet you're the one who has the skill to do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Me? Not being here with the useful skill again? No. Uh I have a herbalism kit. Can I like use that to be a lockpick? <laughs> Make a uh, an herb keys. Uh, no, you cannot. Oh. But you can do a uh, sleight of hand uh, to lockpick. Ah, f- fuck it. Let's give it a go. Yeah, no proficiency bonus. That's a botch. Oh, oh shit. Oh no. Oh, no. The rolls have been so good. You saved the plutonium elemental. You got him off the ship. You didn't get busted in the hallways. You didn't get busted on the deck. All that's between you and the inner sanctum is one gate. Vindros, how do you fuck this up? Hmm. Oh, oh, no. Hmm. I know what it is. Right. <laughs> I think you're picking. Hmm. No. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I don't like all those noises. I'm such a bastard. Okay, here's what it is. You you can successfully pick this lock. It just takes you so long that you begin attracting attention. <laughs> and I think eventually uh, some people come over, some Genasi, a couple of human, a couple of dwarves. Uh, Take them out. And Vereen, you recognize one of the humans. Ah, oh, crap. Oh, God. Who? Uh, t- Tell me about Mrs. Hendricks. Oh. Oh, God. <sighs> she is post-divorce. She is thriving. Oh. That's... She has all, all the wealth of an iron mine manned by slaves. She's living it up. Well, yeah. I mean, there's not any more coming, so at least there's that. Uh, oh, has she gotten word about that? Sorry to keep interrupting you. I'm wondering if she has learned about her... her I, I honestly don't know whether if, if the if by now the revolu- everything is in open revolt, would they have figured out where the supply was coming from in this time to for weapons? Because if that's the case, then yes, she knows. I mean, unless that information would have been kept from her for military purposes, but I can't you know imagine that'd be necessary under the circumstances. Yeah, my intuition is that she might suspect that it's lost, but is awaiting confirmation. And so that might be something that could be used to hurt her if that was so, if you so wish. That's like a, a, a knife you can have in your back pocket if you so wish, because this person approaches and begins demanding to know what's going on here and then sees you, Vereen. She does not recognize you, but she is immediately interested in your bulging muscles mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and intrigued by your, let's say, Exotic features. Uh, oh, God. Because women can have toxic masculinity, too. Of course they can. <laughs> of course they can. I don't can. even know what that means. I'm just saying shit now. All right. So, um, <laughs> sorry. I just read. I, I was just, my eye flitted across my character sheet <laughs> and and saw within the, you know, features for rage cannot be charmed or frightened. And I thought, well, that's appropriate. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you've you've been through a lot, so. When she uh, approaches, uh, demanding to know what's going on, um, uh, Vereen says, "Oh, I'm, 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 excuse, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean to. Uh, this is so inappropriate, but I, yeah, I'm taken aback. I, my my friend here uh, is trying to service the lock here. It has apparently been broken. Um, some clumsy servant or something. So while they're working on, the, tell me, um, what is your name? <laughs> the name is Megan Hendricks, Miss. <laughs> Megan Hendricks. <laughs> Miss. She conspicuously like uh, runs a finger along her drink glass, uh, displaying her ring finger, which does not have a ring on it. Curious. Yeah. Someone's out to play. Um, <laughs> I would like to... Uh, okay, so Vereen is going to... Uh, I think this would require an athletics check. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Um, Vereen is going to uh, make his muscles individually flex, starting at the shoulders, then to the biceps, the forearms, then into the pectorals, down to the abdominals, and then one more. So you're aiming right for the baby shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows what's going to work on her. That'd be a really good album title. Uh, advantage on whatever this is, athletics, I guess. <laughs> All right. I don't even... This has gotten away from me. It's only a 13, surprisingly. Uh, so 13 is above average, but not enough to completely take control of the situation. Seal the deal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, if the deal seal gets here, all bets are off. The deal Hell yeah, seal. we're coming in. That's Got a the massacre. And the deal seal. Uh, so with a 13, what exactly do you want to do? I could see you like seducing her away from the situation to give Vindros enough time to crack the lock. Yeah. that's You didn't quite roll well enough for that. But what, what kind of – what are you going for here? Just buying her time? Yeah. Primarily, um, you know, you know, this is, uh, could, would you like to go have a drink maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think this combined with the earlier mis- mi- mixed success when the, uh, person dropped their tray in the hallway, I think at this point someone comes from below deck, um, like, a, you know, some people, some genasis who are like, you know, their food is ruined and they're mm-hmm. mad and looking for a fight. And it's like there's a there's a situation here which could boil over into violence. Uh, you, if you lead her away, uh, you might be able to take care of this. But it's still it's still up in the air. There's a lot going on mm-hmm. uh, as Vindros tries to pop this lock. Does anybody else want to do anything? Can I let out a really loud fart? Oh, my God, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> the desperation in Austin's You disgusting little imp. Uh, I don't know what else to do besides punch people, Austin. I'm scared. <laughs> I, these used to be such big, strong hands, but I can't use them for anything now. Uh, this is a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Just survive his own fart? You trubbish. <laughs> you garbador. 
Joke's on you. Those are some of my favorite Pokemon. They're really cute. Yeah. <laughs> I got a 20. <laughs> I hate this. Michael Netflix is not going to be pleased. Oh my God. Michael no, this going to kill it for like the kid audience that's watching. I mean, <laughs> I'll be real. honest, they probably should have gotten this far. But for like the eight-year-olds who are watching, <laughs> they're going to be laughing. When all the ki- yeah during the the protracted oh cannibalism scene they were uh, not so happy but during the big fart wow they loved it <laughs> I didn't like seeing somebody's head get eaten but the fart good stuff there's been a lot of really gruesome Im- imagery this season honestly oh I've been doing so much killing <laughs> uh, yeah with the twenty I would say that the uh, Vereen leads Miss Hendricks away to the bar to get a drink. To buy Vindros some time, and then a couple of Genasi are still hanging around. Like, I don't know, I don't trust these bugs. And then <laughs> Gentleman Bramble just lets one rip, and they all. Are like, I, I would like it. Have you ever seen that video of the hippo <laughs> coming out of the water? <laughs> bubbles. No, it's the hippo coming out of the water, and it's just well, it's pooping, but it just basically makes a long, a long fart sound as it uses its tail to just spray poop everywhere. And I know. Why would I see that? I physically can't watch the video without laughing because I'm a child. Why did they even bring this up in season five? I don't know. There's also a really good video of a seal where. It, it, it looks at the person filming it, doesn't farts and like looks directly in the cameraman's eyes the whole time. <laughs> oh, animals, we don't deserve them. All right, you disgusting little freak. But um, you know what Chris is talking about. I've seen that. Yeah, I mean, with the twenty, this works. The remaining Genasi are disgusted <laughs> by you. They have uh, decorum sensibilities, which are their downfall uh, here. <laughs> You know, some some would say that the disgusting rabble of the French peasantry were able to accomplish things because they weren't held to the upper class standards. I don't know. I'm just saying shit now because I've lost control of the show. I watched the video again. I fucking hate this. All right, Vindros. I mean, I'm about to. I should probably play the show first. What, what, what's Vindros up to? I'm picking the lock. Laura, just watch the poop video. It's fine. You're picking the lock. No, it's okay. I can't wait just to watch, watch World's Biggest video. Fart, The Hippo, which has 36 million views. I can wait until Vindros has picked the lock. It's it's good every time I've seen this. I mean, it's just a classic. I'm disappointed in all 36 million of you. This is a classy oh, show. I'm probably like two million of you. I say. This is exactly the energy I want to bring into the scene where. Did we kill the God King yet? Where Vereen confronts his abuser. Oh, come on, Austin. We're having a good time. <laughs> Um, do you just have a drink with her, flirt, and then walk away? Do you try to get her alone and throw her off the boat? What are you, what are you doing, Vereen? <laughs> throw her off the boat! Oh, no, 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 no. See, I mean, she's already gonna have everything taken from her, and, and he knows. And that's enough. Oof. He gets to just sit there and watch her at the last moments, really, before her life is completely ruined and destroyed. And uh, that feels pretty good. 
So like you're sitting at their bar having a drink and she's talking. She's like, oh, yeah, I actually own an iron mine. <laughs> Once all this rebellion blows over, maybe I'll take you somewhere nice, big boy. And you just all you hear in your head is just like jingle bells, jingle bells. You're like you're not even paying attention. <laughs> nope. It doesn't matter because she's done. <laughs> <laughs> we've all I think we've all been there mentally where it's like I am I'm not listening to your words. I'm thinking about how punchable your face is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What's the funniest song? I, I don't know why I went with jingle bells. What's the funniest thing for Vereen to be hearing instead of the words she's saying? <laughs> mm. <a> hippo farting. <laughs> no. <laughs> I I I watched I, I watched the hippo farting. It's so hard not to find it charming. <laughs> I walked into that one. That's on You me. did. I mean, as as many times as um, uh, I get songs stuck in my head, whenever I think about getting a song stuck in my head, it's the divinals I touch myself, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's perfect. It's not as good as a hippo fart. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go with the hippo <laughs> fart. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, oh, okay. I can. Yeah. No. What? You know, no. No. As they're having the drink, uh, just as it, it echoes through the corridors, what uh, what Bramwell has done, <laughs> Vareed hears that, and he's just thinking, okay, but but what was that? Like, what makes that sound? I mean it. It really does sound like just shit hitting the fan. You cannot go into the final boss fight with a full dipe. I forbid it. <laughs> full dipe? Shut up. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I made it weird. <laughs> I like be, that. There's going to be people complaining about this, I'm sure, where they're just going to be like, this was gross and this was too mature. I, I just, I plead with the audience. Let this, me yeah. have this. <laughs> Look, and for all of the weight and drama that Chris has given you over the course of this season, <laughs> this I think we can allow him this moment. <laughs> Give him something, you monsters! <laughs> Chris, please tell me you've watched the seal fart in the <laughs> and Oh, God, that. yeah, that seal fart is great, man. He's scared by it, too. He's like, <laughs> it looks right in your eyes. <laughs> all right. Oh, animals. I think the last thing she says as you walk back to the, you like go leave the bar and finish your drink. She says, "Oh, where are you from?" Oh, um, I what? I uh, Absinthia. Well, past Absinthia. Um, no, well, no. Where are you from? Oh, come on. Sorry, I had to. Mm-hmm. I had to. <laughs> Steal your watch. <laughs> uh. Okay, so so he's gonna um, as he's walking away, he's gonna look over his shoulder and said, "Hey, did you see that hole in the sky?" <laughs> and then just walk away. <laughs> oh God! Oh man! What a way to walk out of a room. Uh, so I guess Vereen, you make your way back over to Vindros as she finishes. I think out of certainly, eventually you just figure out like I can't actually pick this thing. I'm just gonna slowly. Uh, rip the lock mechanism out of the gate. And so you just spend a while just, you know, rocking your uh, tools back and forth under the, you know, bolts or whatever until you pop them yeah. all out. I, I think at a certain point, I'm just like trying to, 
not unscrew the screws that hold the door together, but like, you know, trying to pry the screws out by force, you know, really, really not doing this properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So eventually you do get the door open, and you, but Bramwell's cleared enough people off with his biological warfare <laughs> that you can all slip in through this the, the gate now. Improbably, this has worked. I mean, it's pretty impressive to do it on command. Mm-hmm. He might, every grandpa has one of them. <laughs> they got one loaded. They, they have one loaded in the chamber. <laughs> in the grandpa shoot. This is your. This is going to be your final. The the story they tell about you. <laughs> I'm so happy. That's all I've wanted. It's a legacy of a character to be like. That. All right. So you enter the inner you inner gate to the part where only the most like elite. Upper class people are even allowed. You remember in... Oh, Chris, you haven't seen Titanic, so you wouldn't know. <laughs> you know when the ship is sinking and they're having that screaming fight in the, the big ballroom? Yeah, like the episode of Pokemon where the ship gets turned <laughs> upside down. I mean, it is kind of like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is the center, the center tower of the ship. It's been all remodeled more into a more medieval castle style. So the original architecture has been replaced more here than anywhere. Obviously, a lot of pink salt crystal uh, additions to this. Um, this is like the source of the God King's steez. So we've gone from steez. Yeah, this it's gone from tacky. Uh, you know, bad art to just like militaristic pink crystal structures. Uh, there's a door here. It is uh, normally guarded, but the guards are away. As we've discussed, they've been deployed to the front. So you can just walk it right in uh, to the the inner sanctum. Can we call him a big stupid idiot and then cut his head off? A big pink baby. So you're not to the throne room yet. You enter the inner sanctum and there's a long hallway uh, to what will be the throne room, but it's there's this final last walk, I think. Actually, you you don't know. I would say you have the you have the map, but none of you have ever been to the throne room. You're like, oh, here's the here's the inner part. The throne room's up ahead. You don't know exactly how many rooms away. So it's a hallway then. There's a long hallway, and there's and a door at the end. Yes, Bramwell would be considered old, I believe. <laughs> And you could even say he's a bit of a boy in a way. Oh my god. <laughs> it's an old boy in a hallway. <laughs> Have we not done an old boy hallway fight? I swear to god I've said those words before on this show. I thought we had. We're gonna do it again, it sounds like. I feel like something's gonna come out of this hallway and I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking Superman punch it into another room <laughs> and then <laughs> another like the, the fight scene will just continue. I mean those are the to- the two only hallway options is Scooby Doo in and outdoors or old boy fight. <laughs> I thought the the first season of Daredevil has a really sick hallway yeah. fight. Oh, it's very. But that's good. an old boy hallway fight. I mean, let's. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. I'm. This is gonna drive me crazy. Someone in the Discord, let me know because we've absolutely done an old boy hallway fight in this history of this show. It's one of my favorite oh, things. I'm sure. Well, Austin, let's stop and think about it. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> think season one didn't have any hallways. Season two didn't have any hallways. Roll Three, perception. Four had no hallways. Roll perception to perceive the hallway. Oh, uh, wait, I'm not there. <laughs> I want to perceive things. I got a 17, it looks like. Nine? There you go. Does a nine help? Does an 11 help? Uh, yeah, so the party actually does pass. Uh, so oh my gosh. I was looking for a 10, 17, and 11 pass. So there's a long hallway in front of you, and you see uh, there's this is actually a nice, like, r- beautiful 
art, you know, artisan carpet. This isn't like the shaggy, uh, shitty stuff downstairs. Uh, there's like sh- crystal chandeliers above you. The hallway is lined with statues of the royal family. So you see an Amy statue. You see a Clara statue. You see Marcel and Sven and Belle and Denise. They all have statues here. Um, and you're just walking down this long hallway and something jumps out from behind a statue. Uh, and you, you hear the swoosh as something swings at your head. Bramwell, because you have a 17, you have the highest, uh, you quickly uh, block it. You have a shield, right? You have a, yeah. a night shield? Yeah, yeah I, have a, I have a shield. I also uh, have a, a stone warhammer, a stone monocle, and a rare metal toaster. <laughs> no, you don't. Young has the toaster. You do this every, every episode. <laughs> huh. It's weird it's in my inventory then. Yeah, you keep not removing it. Uh, so, yeah, I think... The- I'm going to do it this time, though. I'm going to definitely remember at the end of the episode to take it out. I, I mean, purposely, have you- haven't you? you been, like, on purpose not leaving it out? Uh, so, the gentleman's greeting is your iconic item. So, let's say you parry the blow uh, with that. Uh, but Coward. whatever swung at you is invisible. So, you hear the swoosh. You block it. You take a step back to face your foe, and nothing's there. I guess, can I detect magic, then? So, I can see magic... In like a like a magic vision. Absolutely, yeah. You have a stone monocle on your eye, which mm-hmm. you established just kind of t- is kind of like a different different filters. It can just kind of turn on, like a predator vision. Um, and you see that there is uh, another person in this hallway with you. Um, you can only kind of see the shimmer of magic. You can't detect exactly. This isn't uh, true sight, which would just let you see the person. But yeah, there is an invisible person who has cast invisibility on themselves, um, and they uh, tried to cut your head off. No, what was that all about? <laughs> I think your your attacker uh, just uh, chuckles kind of dryly, just uh, <laughs> and tries to attack another party member. Uh, let's see, uh, Vindros, you got the lowest, so um, could I twenty one? That's that's gonna match my AC. Ah, aha! Uh oh! I shall do a warding maneuver. Are you gonna do a thing where you take damage that we can't recover? No. no. <laughs> Get him, Laura. <laughs> Laura's so trying so hard. I add a one to your AC for that attack. Ha ha! Wonderful. <laughs> Thank wonderful. you. You didn't do a foolish thing. I appreciate this. Nope. <laughs> Perfect. So the the magical kind of outline that you see in your vision lunges at Vindros, who does not see the invisible person. So she's about to get stabbed in the back, and you just knock the person away with uh, the gentleman's greeting, giving her a chance. Yes. Perfect. You slow them down for the half a second it takes for Vindros to go, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Vereen, having uh, seen Bramwell block that attack... Uh, just sort of swings in the direction of the uh, space in front of Bramwell's shield in uh, uh, with that big old bone. And uh, I rolled a 25. Oh, yeah. Hit. That hits. Uh, so, uh, the <clears throat> so you hit a solid uh, attacker who kind of flies back and slams into one of the statues. Uh, let's say like the statue of Marcel, which kind of uh, shakes and almost topples over. And this person's invisibility drops, uh, and you see a marid. Marid. It's an Arabic word. Probably pronouncing it wrong. Oh, it's the whatever oh, she's called. It's water, dude. 
Uh, Marids are water genies. Uh, oh. It kind of looks like a merfolk from the waist up, a kind of uh, fish skin person from the waist down, a whirlpool, a, you know, a little water cyclone. Uh, this this woman is actually, of all the conclave you fought, is the only one who actually dresses like they are in some kind of religious position. She just has kind of a, a monk's robe, just like a loose-fitting, comfortable. Actually, it might be a bathrobe. She might be in a bathrobe because I think she's basically chilling at home. What kind of bathrobe? How fancy is it? Uh, probably just cashmere. We're talking silk. Yeah, silk. She's living in the yeah. lap of luxury. Um, but yeah, but where the other conclave people wore like military stuff or you know civvies in the case of the abbot when he was at the Colosseum, she's just chilling in this bathrobe. Um, and she patrols this hallway invisibly, which is an ability Marids have is to turn invisible. But she is a water genie, and she, when you hit her with you hit her with uh, Staples Big Bone and slam her back into the statue. <laughs> Staples Big Bone. Staples Big Bone. Roll, <laughs> roll damage, Varine, and then roll initiative, everybody, because she is the God King's bodyguard, the last line of defense before the king himself. I got a nine for initiative. Seventeen. All right, so that's a terrible damage roll. Uh, it is four hit points, but hey, we can see him. I'll take it. Um, as for initiative, 21. All right, Verena, so you slam uh, the vicar up against the statue, um, and it's actually still your turn because uh, now we're in the order. I want to say the vicar is a woman of few words. She just smiles at you. Um, and you see she summons a trident made of water again, which is what she tried to stab uh, Bramwell in the neck with. But this is just like a natural weapon she can conjure out of her, what with her water powers. All right, well, we're going to go into rage. Uh, and we're just going to go ahead and go into frenzy too. Uh, 11, 16, and 12, those are terrible attack rolls. Yep, they actually all miss. Wow. Yeah. So now not uh, doing a stealth maneuver, just straight up fighting a giant comically large bone against water trident. You just clash, 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 and a, a, a duel, basically. Uh, Vindros, your turn. Uh, Vindros is going to attempt to help this situation by uh, casting Guardian of Faith. Uh, so I'm going to have just one, one. Oh, sorry. I had one more attack that I forgot about. Uh, it's a 22. Is that hit? Yep. Oh, okay. So one la- So the last one connects. Cool. That's yeah. So you can add that fun. damage and Laura, you can keep yeah. going. Sorry. Cool. Um, yeah, I summoned a big, big old magical witch to, to do a big help. So I need a dex saving throw. All right. Up four. Bad. Yeah. You're going to take, you're going to take the full damage, huh? Um, so that's going to be 20 damage for now. Sick, yeah. So the witch jumps out of your your magical shield and begins throwing hexes at the Marid, who's going to try to stab uh, both you and Vereen with the trident. So that's Vereen, cool because that means they're not stabbing Bramwell. Vereen ten and twenty three, uh, Vindros twenty five and seventeen. Yeah, the twenty three hits. Twenty three will hit. Vereen, 14. Vindros, 15. As uh, she leaps into the fray, okay. uh, you know, just pushes past your witch, stabs you, turns, stabs. Uh, uh, what kind of damage is that? Uh, piercing. Okay, so uh, I resist that. So I take half that, right? 
All right, now we're getting the old boy fight in this hallway, just just tanking stab wounds. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, at the beginning of her turn, does she need to save against the guardian? Oh, she does. Yes, we need we need one of the saves again. Give me give me more dex. Out of all the stats, dex is w- by far her worst. Twenty. Very funny for me to say that first. <laughs> I mean, twenty is gonna do. Twenty's Out gonna of be all fine. Her stats. Her one. Oh, never mind. I almost crit on it. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just how it be sometimes. She's actually. That's fine. That's fine. Thankfully, the guardian of faith is not in a rush. They'll just hang around until they've done their duty. Um, I think she, once again, this is the part where like many other villains would like monologue or something, and she just smiles as she. T- takes another chunk out of you with her harpoon and it's Bramwell's turn. Uh, I would like to attack. Uh, so I'll do two attacks against against the vicar. Uh, but I will also use my channel divinity for my first attack to give it an additional plus 10. Oh shit. I mean, I just want to make sure that one hits. I mean, I crit failed on it. So what Uh-oh. are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, what am I? What I'm going to do is attack you. Oh, but two times, uh, no. eight and ten. Yeah, I guess both of us suck, nerd. Uh, my <laughs> other one was a twenty-eight. Does that hit? It sure does. Yeah. So clashing with Brand, so she's three on one, and she's taking bites at everyone, dodging, clashing, uh, and this fight I think is moving up the hallway as it occurs, and like people are taking swings that like you know take a chunk out of the amy statue you knock over the clear statue it's just oh no oh no i just i just thought about the numbers in this scenario and i realized we're not the old boy in this fight yeah no she's the old boy (laughs) are we the bad are we the bad are we the bad that was what i was thinking (laughs) yeah that's the narrative people the people who are on the ship will tell they're like the sky is cracked open and you know weird outsiders are infiltrating us and killing our are perfectly nice ladies in bathrobes. <laughs> uh, I rolled Silk six. On the list. I rolled six damage. Then I would like, though, to uh, have dealt that attack by jumping against a wall and then jumping off of it and striking from above, like a cool hallway acrobatic fight move would be. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> It's actually implied in every fight scene that it's cool. We never say okay. that. We just say, I do five, you do 10, I do six, you do three, it's over. But I'm giving flavor <laughs> for the audience. Yeah. So they could visualize it in their mind, yeah. Uh, at the end of the round, she's going to use uh, legendary action, all three of them, to shoot water, a water jet down the length of the hallway. Uh, everyone's strength saving throw not to be knocked down. Eight. Crit, 26. All right. So I think how that's going to happen is uh, the crit uh, when Vindros gets knocked down and like basically starts rolling away in the pressure of this jet, you can grab her and pull her out of it and to the side. So uh, negating her failure with your crit. Cool. Works for me. Hooray. But yeah, she basically attacked with like a, you know, fire truck hose of water trying to, to knock all of you down. So that's a cheap move. <laughs> Narrowly avoided. It's a cop move. Hell yeah. It is a cop move. She's the top cop. <laughs> call this call her Kamala Harris. She's the top cop. <laughs> Topical. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That makes me feel I'm real bad. Sip my bubbly and judge uh-huh. you, Austin. Alright, should I beep that out of the final edit? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, no. Be brave, it is true. <laughs> Live your truth. <laughs> All right, Vereen. All right. Um, 
Well, let's do some big ol' attacks then. Uh, 17, 18, 20, 24. All hit. Wow. All hit. Oh, that we like. Um, 44 damage. Jesus Christ. Wow. Holy shit. That's a lot. Man, barbarians are good. Yeah. They, they can they can do big hits. <laughs> they punch good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Vindross. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Vindras is going to start, uh, start beating them up with her quarterstaff, but because we need to flavor it properly, um, she does a cool cartwheel or something first into the hit. Uh-huh. It's taken seven seasons, but now everybody is very into combat flavor. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Does an 11 hit? It does not, no. I think she ducks ah. that and you take the head clean off of, uh, Denise's statue. It's it's fine. My guardian of fate's gonna gonna fix it in a second. It's fine. And the methods aren't here to see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They'd be so upset. They'd riot. Uh, yeah. So on her turn, I think uh, she's going to attack with her trident again. But for flavor, well, I think she, def- she does. It's the start of her turn. You've got to roll for that uh, dex again. Crit, which doesn't actually matter mechanically, but she did succeed. Oh, uh, come on. Just, you've only got a plus one. It should be real easy for me to hit you with this. Str- strange mathematical coincidence, but uh, I think with her crit, uh, just for flavor, she does pick up Denise's head, the statue, and pop it back on the shoulders first to be respectful of the queen. Uh, and then she goes right back to pummeling 18 and 20 to Vereen, 19 and 21 to Vindros. All right, well, those both hit Vereen. Uh, do you say 20? Uh, yeah, uh, 21 I'm will going, hit. I'm going to use another warding maneuver on, uh, Vereen. Or, uh, Vindraw, sorry. Ah, you're going to knock me back up to 22, so that, that I'm fine. Your AC actually goes up to 25 for the purpose of that hit. Ooh. Oh, great. So, uh, once again, Bramble deflects a blow. And 22 damage to Vereen, who you're in Berserker Rage, so that's 11, actually, right? Mm-hmm. That's for- right. Vereen, I've got good healing magic now, so like, just, just let me know about that HP. I got, I'm in good shape for a while. Okay, I, okay. The levels, <laughs> a real just, number. Just give me like a couple turns he- heads up. Yep. All right, yeah, this is a really sick close combat fight. There's not a lot of room to maneuver in this hallway. Bramwell keeps throwing himself in the way of blows. Uh, Vindross's armor is uh, it's just steel wall, and Vereen can't even feel the blows against the Barbarian Rage. So, very cool. Bramwell, it's your turn. I will make a couple of attacks. So a 28. Hit. And an 18. Hit. Everything's hit. That is going to be 15 damage. And then I would like to flavor it that I, uh, I don't know how physically this works, but, uh, you know, fuck it. We're an anime now. I want to like get on the ground and like rocket myself with my hammer out across the ground like a buzzsaw somehow. Holy and, shit! Uh, trip that water bitch up. <laughs> All right, you buzz, you buzzsaw <laughs> into her. Um, <laughs> Good times. Good times. Yeah. At the end of the round, again, she's going to do the water jet. I think this time she's like nearing the end of the hallway, so she's really putting her back to the the door, uh, and she puts her her hands together and just kamehameha blasts just a huge water jet, strength saving throw on everyone. She's trying to push you back down the hallway and away from the God King. Uh, 26. Uh, 5. 22. 
Yeah, once again, Vendross, you're the only one who, who fails, but without a crit to save you, you actually take 28 damage, and oh. you go flying down the hallway as this hits you square in the abdomen. Or the thorax, you're a bug. Well, I might have to use that healing on myself in a minute. Yeah, so you go flying down the hallway, and you will need to do something to get back up to the fight right away. But she, yeah, she's pushing this, you off. This is the point in the season where we reveal that Vindros never learned how to swim. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Vereen. All right. Uh, well, I'm just just real upset about what's happened just now. And so, uh, 11, 16, 25, and 28. I mean, 25 and 28 hit. That looks like a crit to me, huh? And you have it, that. It, it sure does. Was look it like brutal a crit. critical? Uh, it is brutal critical, yeah. So Yikes. I'll get an extra damage die. Um, all right. Wow. So, uh, uh, 36 damage. All right. So she doesn't go down, but when you hit her this time, I think you like, there's a audible cracking noise. I think you break her arm, uh, with the, the bone as you swing it in. She put her back is almost to the door. Uh, and she wants, she's going to defend this with her life. Uh, Vindros, you've been blasted down to the other end of the hallway. Uh, so you would need to take your turn getting back anyway. So I'm just going to say, here's when this happens, which is the vicar reaches into the big comfy pocket of her robe and pulls out a present from the God King. Uh, oh, God damn. Wait. Yo, know, this is some fucking Resident Evil shit is what this is. Damn, you've known me so well, Conrad. This is explicitly a Resident Evil thing. <sighs> <laughs> But also, like, what robe has a pocket? Oh, I only, I've only ever, seen, like, been in, every robe. I wonder why. Every robe I've ever encountered has pockets. So if this is uncommon, I am unaware. Lot and lady robe. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's the thing. That's your privilege right there. Yeah. The other day, I went outside in a pair of uh, leggings that it was entirely too cold for me to be in. But I went into my patio, uh, and I had a lighter in my hand. And I realized only then that I did not have pockets. And I realized, oh my god, this is what it's like for women all the time. They have nowhere to put their lighter or their keys. That's why I'm, it's every, every woman you ever meet, if you compliment her outfit, it's a dress. It's got pockets! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, really, really, this is a symbol of her disgusting wealth and privilege that she has pockets. And that's what the, wow. that's the important thing of the scene and not that she pulls a big salt crystal out of her pocket. <laughs> yeah, she, she can afford to have a tailor add pockets to her things. That is, For that her is big pink crystal. opulence. Uh, and all she says, and I think this is the first words you've ever heard her speak and almost certainly the last, she just says, for the king. And she slams it into her neck. Cool. Like a hypodermic needle. Cool. Uh, and as the bodyguard to the god king, you may have guessed, the conduit of defense, uh, she, she immediately begins sprouting pink crystal kind of scales over her already existing fish scales, just hardening her body to your blows. And she uh, grins, all teeth, all sharp uh. angler fish teeth. Cool. Uh, and it's Bramwell's turn. Do you say anglerfish or more shark-like? Can you punch her in the nose? 
<laughs> I think I already had a villain who was a little anthropomorphic shark in season five, so I didn't want to do shark again. Anglerfish have cool mouths. Uh, by cool, do you mean bad? Yeah, I was going to say interesting choice of words. <laughs> you don't think they're cool? I think they're cool. But they're bad. I think they're cool. Yeah, bad is cool. Sephiroth, come on. Uh, but it's scary, bad. No, Sephiroth is not cool. He's not. He's just a stupid little beachy bitch. He was cool in 1997. Yeah, yeah what are you talking about? The GameFAQs form said he was the coolest character of all time. <laughs> Chumbawamba was cool in 1997. <laughs> and they still are, unlike Sephiroth. Actually, that's true. Chumbawamba is a super political group and yeah, very anarchists, cool. Yeah, they are very cool. Listen, if you, we can do this fight all night if you want to. <laughs> this is on you if you want to talk about Chumbawamba. Well, we I mean, we can. Right? Uh, I just don't have anything that doesn't just, like, hit, and I feel like that's not going to work anymore, so I'm trying to think of something creative I can do. Punch her in the nose. While you're thinking, for flavor, she summons a second trident. She has two now. <sighs> Shit, no, I'm distracted because of how cool that is. <laughs> Keep stalling, buddy. I'll summon a third trident. I don't fuck around. <laughs> what are you gonna hold oh, it with? One between her teeth? Like Zoro? <laughs> I don't understand that One Piece reference. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a gum reference. It could be. Uh, gum Gum was the English version of Luffy's Double Fruit. So, yeah, it's all One Piece, uh, actually, when you get down to it. One Piece um, all the way down. Yeah. Um, I will... Ah, man, none of my spells really help here either. I mean, I guess I'll just attack. Let's find out what happens, right? <laughs> yeah, let's find out. Please don't kill her before she can display her abilities. Uh, 16 for the first one, 25 for the other. Ooh. Neither hit. Oh, no. <gasps> oh, no. Well, there you go. I revealed it for you. And then, um, <laughs> I will, I guess that's it, honestly, actually. There's nothing else I want to do here. I'm going to mark her. Take that, skank. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the round, she's going to swing her five tridents now. <laughs> Oh, oh, five five sword style. <laughs> yeah, she's just summoning water tritons and hurling them across the hallway. Uh, deck save, everybody. I got I got a two. It's a ten. Thirteen. Yeah, Bramwell takes twelve. Everyone else takes six. The water harpoon hits Bramwell in the chest, and everyone else, uh, you know, throws themselves into the ground or you know just gets winged and takes minor damage. All right. Well, I guess it's time to do more clubbing. I was going to do that too. Oh. Um, it's 17 to hit, right? It's, you don't know right now. Her AC has changed. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, God. No, none of these are going to hit. 13, 16, 19, and 23. Oh, no. Nope. None of those hit. Yep. So she's blocking your blows with her harpoons. Some of them are just skipping off of her uh, armor, which is like the the salt crystal that's creeping up her skin uh, from the 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 salt in her neck. Uh, she seems to be just a perfect defensive organism. Okay. Okay. I'm back, which means that Guardian of Faith is a thing that's in range again. Yeah, I was just gonna say there's it will not damage her. So for for flavor, we can have it try strike futilely at her skin, but we don't need to spend time rolling. Oh, oh, I know what I'll do. Detect thoughts. See if there's anything bubbling under the surface there. Weaponize her thoughts. 
I'm gonna have a root around in that brain, see if see if anything's going on in there. Yeah, I think she's been fully radicalized. Uh, in season five, I had this. Uh, I think I said uh, fascists don't get character development. Mm. Uh, I think when you read her mind, she just thinks like, "My life for God, King Wolfram. I will defend you. You know, with everything I have, I will defend the throne room." And she, like, maybe, maybe subtextually, she's thinking about the hole in the sky and the things underground, and just like the foreign hordes who haunt her nightmare, her xenophobic nightmares, who she must be a bulwark against. But she's not like. Oh, my tragic backstory means that actually you can reach me by appealing to my feelings. She's just fully committed to the bit. That's fair. Wisdom saving throw, please. I want to dig around a bit deeper, see if there's a if there's a weakness hidden in there that that I can exploit. All right, break concentration, wouldn't it? Twenty four. Nope. Well, I know I know that she's a dedicated fanatic. <laughs> I learned that much. Couldn't have worked that out by looking at her. Yeah, I, I think uh, you try to delve deeper into her mind, and you just see like just writhing masses of foreigners, just moles and insects and Jesus. people you've never seen before, just real disgusting fantasies of the other. And she yeah, but you don't you don't want to assume, you know, just based on appearances, or else you're gonna be just like them, right? Uh, what you really need to do is root around in their brains without consent for a bit first. <laughs> exactly! Uh, yeah, we're, uh, are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? <laughs> are we the baddies? What a trip today, huh? <laughs> yeah, her mind just like screams to you, out monster! And you just, your mind is ejected. Oh my god. Uh, alright, harpoons for everybody. Everybody gets a harpoon. <laughs> harpoon! You get a harpoon. You get a harpoon! I would like to note that uh, the attacks against Vereen and Vindros will have disadvantage because I have marked her. Oh, shit. Uh, disadvantage. Crit, crit! Look at that shit. Oh my god. I mean, I can only do uh, so much. What the fuck? No! <laughs> uh, so all the attacks on Vindros miss... The second attack on Vereen misses. Uh, the first one on Vindr... Okay, so that's a lot for the audience to take in. Here's the important thing. Only one hit, but we do have a crit. And that one hit was a crit. A Only a, one hit? A, a double crit with disadvantage. That's it's quite a fucking thing. Phenomenal. That's, I mean, that's fantastic, though, if you think about it. You just saved us you were, an entire You crit. were meant to get fucked up there. Uh, 22, only to Vereen as that harpoon goes right in your tummy. Oh, my tummy. That's where bread goes. But yeah, she's standing at the edge. Of, her back is touching the door now. Her, she's almost completely armored in pink crystal, and she is just chucking harpoon after harpoon after harpoon as she summons them down the hall, hallway. And most of them you can block or dodge, but one just catches Vereen right in the gut. And we're back to Bramwell. So this is uh, probably a dumb question. Can I try to push past her? to get through into the throne room. So th so if we were playing on graph paper, no, she's occupying the only space. Like normally uh, we don't I don't care about such things, but no, that's explicitly her one function and conduit ability. Uh, all right. Well, I guess the better question is um I'm going to push her through the door then. <laughs> uh yeah, you can try. Do you want a strength contest her? Yeah. All right. 21 uh, 14, I rolled a 2. Oh, shit. 
I want to fucking squat down real low. Uh huh. I want to fucking take that defensive tackle stance, <laughs> and then I just want to. I want to fucking uh, fucking gore this uh, this lady right through the doors. Goldberg spear. You shoulder charge her. You p- pick her up off the ground. Slam her into. It's like a textbook linebacker move. Slam into the doors and bodily carry her into the feast hall in front of the throne room. There's still one more room to go. Uh, well, at least it's a bigger room, right? Maybe we can just go over there. So, yeah, that's how the hallway fight ends. Is You can't win, so Bramwell takes the fight to the next location. This huge feast hall. Uh, it's, this used to be several different rooms in the when it was a cruise ship, and all the, the, the architecture has been broken out, completely remodeled into a medieval-style feast hall, like, you know, like you see in traditional, like, uh, uh, costume dramas, right? This is where red wedding stuff happens. It's beautiful. There's uh, crystal chandeliers, of course, huge long tables. I think probably two different fireplaces. It's it's the most opulent thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Uh, probably any metal that's found is brought here to decorate. Uh, it's so gorgeous that it takes you a minute to realize the walls, the ceiling, a lot of the floor, <laughs> completely covered in pink saw crystals. Hmm, that seems bad. Yeah, that does not seem like a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so that was Bramwell's turn. I want to say the, the actual mechanical thing that happens for you winning that strength contest is that uh, the vicar is prone, so attacks on her have advantage until she can stand up. I know Marids don't have feet. They can kind of float off the ground, so whether or not they can be knocked prone, up to you. Let's you know. go get knocked on your butt. Yeah, she still works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're back. Uh, so she, actually, she can't do the water spout because she's been knocked prone. Interesting. I didn't even think of that. And now we're back to Vereen and you get out of that attack. Oh, well, that's lovely. Yep. Um, Advantage on everything. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Um, oh, I didn't even name a Giants player when I talked about doing my defensive tackle move. You'll get it before the end of the season. So 23... 20, 20, 25. None of those hit. Wow. There's got to be a gimmick here we're missing. So Bramble's like tackled the, the vicar to the floor. She's on her back. Uh, Vereen runs up and begins like smashing her in the head with this giant bone. This is just like, you know, taking a sledgehammer to someone's skull and you are an extremely strong barbarian in a, not just a rage, but in a frenzy and you hit her again and again and again in the face and she just smiles at you, not a drop of blood. Well, that is frustrating. Is this one of these things where, is this one of these things where the solution is to try and use healing magic and that's what's really gonna do the damage? Is there like a fucking, like a fireplace or something we can just fucking yeet her into? Because I'm like, hey, you know what? Or like a window? I mean, if I don't mind burning a big spell slot, I could summon a lot of fire. I mean, we don't have to kill her, we just have to neutralize her. Oh, can this be like, um... When, uh, oh god, who did it? Fuck, uh, it was a Big Show last man standing match. I threw a bunch of chairs on him so he couldn't get up. Fuck, I don't remember who faced him, but Big Show Wrestling. I made a reference. <laughs> <laughs> I made a reference. Big Show covered in chairs. <laughs> Mark Henry, no. Wait. Ah. Uh, Damn it. I'm gonna attempt to, at the very least, buy us some time. I'm gonna use hold person. 
I need a wisdom save. Uh, nine. Uh, yeah, you are going to be paralysed for the next uh, minute. Which is quite a long time in D&D. Yeah, so let's, we can actually, let's narrativize this a little bit out of the combat, which is, so Bramwell tackles her through the door, slams her under the ground. V- Vereen runs over and just starts fucking going berserk on her head with a giant bone. This would be enough to, you know, kill any person you've ever met, and it does not hurt her at all. I think, Vendros, then you, you know, hold up your moth shield and the moth wings, magical moth wings, like, wrap around her and hold her in place as Bramwell gets off of her. And then the three of you are all stood around her. So we're not in the turn order right now. Do you have a, do you have an idea uh, of what to do about her before she breaks out of this? What if Lola shows up and maybe, maybe not... She gets bit by the boss spray. I don't know. What, she gets bit? Yeah. Like, I mean, if we shot up with the boss spray, I feel like it totally makes sense that she'd get chomped at least a little bit. Uh, well, okay. So at the beginning of the episode, you rolled 217. So you were you did your medicine check fast and you ascertained the, the tremor situation quickly. And then you were given the option to stay behind and investigate or leave immediately. And you chose to leave immediately. So every point where you could have taken your time, you did not, which means it's totally fair that you get here quickly. <laughs> so you can absolutely show up right now. Uh, how does that look? I mean, a chomp is not going to end this, but it's it's something. Uh, no, it's more about the the principle of the thing than the, the damage. <laughs> it's about taking a moral stand? Uh, yeah, and that moral stand is... Mauling her with the bear bird. Okay, and what does that symbolize morally? Um, that she is a dick, and that's what happens. You fuck around and find out. I actually don't know that much about ospreys. Like, I feel like a lot of birds are very evocative. You know, ravens and crows are like dark and emo. Eagles are like majestic, and in America, at least patriotic. So I looked up ospreys. Um. There is a medieval belief that fish were so mesmerized by osprey they turned belly up in surrender. This is referenced by Shakespeare in Act 4, Scene 5, Coriolanus. Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't know that. I mean, I know they love fish. That's their, like, whole guy. That is their whole guy. <laughs> that's their whole guy. I do like the idea that everyone just surrenders to them immediately because she's on the floor. Uh, <laughs> she just goes belly up. <laughs> Yeah, Vindros used hold person, which is like the black moth wings like come out of her back and fold around her and hold her in place, like belly up on the floor. Also, ooh, in Buddhism, the osprey is sometimes represented as the king of birds. Oh, I didn't know that. See, I love when I accidentally <laughs> make things cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you're attacking the king of Wormwood and you're like, yeah, well, what about the king of birds, bitch? And the king of bears. Because polar bear. <laughs> the Roman writer Pliny the Elder, I think it's actually pronounced Pliny the Elder, reported that parent ospreys made their young fly up to the sun as a test <laughs> and dispatched any that failed. That's <laughs> that's, that's so- King that's God King Wolfram's whole thing. <laughs> oh, love a poetic. Uh, <laughs> it still counts if it was an accident. Can we eat her hand? No, you can't. Well, eat- not we, the bird. Can the royal we eat her hand? Why Can would you eat-, we eat the hand? Why would you eat the hand? 
Because I feel like the boss Bray is probably hungry and also fuck around and find out. She found out. Okay, so this polar bear with wings bursts through the wall, just c- completely Kool-Aid man's in. Uh, oh, everyone, you know, j- yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so I didn't really specify where the hole is. So you're in this, like, great banquet hall. And she just, what, bamped in through the the wall of what used to be... Like the bridge of the ship? Yes. I want to put a hole in this ship with a bear. You already have. The bear's, the, the bear's inside, so there's a hole. Um, oh, God. Why is my brain so bad? And I'm like, what if we find a bathtub and drown her? Yeah, why don't you drown the woman made out of water? That's interesting. Uh, that's why it's like, one, that's dark. Two, that wouldn't even work. <laughs> <laughs> she's like this isn't gonna work and you're like i know i'm just sick i have a sickness oh my god so <laughs> i already know the answer but i'm like what if lola invented damper <laughs> i don't hold on don't finish the second it's quite yet let me enjoy the opening clause what if lola invented okay continue <laughs> some version of damper <laughs> Of what? We'll just keep hold personing her as the damp red, like soaks up her moisture. I still can't understand what you're saying. Damp what is that word? Huh? Damp, damp, space, rid. That's you don't know what damp red is? I don't know. It seems fake. No, it's real. It's a it's um a common household desiccant. You can get it like in little hangy bags or in tubs. Oh, okay. You put it in your room and it takes all the humidity out of the room. Okay, so you'd say, like, what if she bought a bunch of beef jerky at the gas station on the way here and took all the desiccant bags out? And just, like, laid them on her held person. <laughs> Actually, I kind of love that. I was joking, but I want to do it. If only there were somewhere in Wormwood that had a bunch of desiccant in it. Um, But, you know, what could be a fun good time? Maybe she wants to do some sightseeing, you know? Uh, see, you know, huge swaths of wormwood, uh, while being carried by a giant bird bear by, uh, by the neck with his teeth mouth. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we're back to the mauling, but now this is just a mauling in transit. It's not quite a mauling. It's more like a gentle... It's about sending a message. A teeth message. A teeth message. A, yeah, exactly. A teethogram. A teethogram. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's a teethogram. It's like a visit. That's how dentists communicate, by the way. Now I understand why dentists are the way they are. <laughs> oh, no. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I don't even know why I said it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not a, a permanent answer, but get her out of our hair. Okay, so describe to me this whole situation from the Bosprey reaching the castle to the Bosprey leaving the castle. <laughs> um, so I like to think we just head on, not head on, because I don't know how hard polar bear Osprey heads are. Yeah. Um... But we, I like to think, we uh, Kool-Aid man through the wall, crash through the bricks, bricks everywhere, dust flying. Um, I'm gonna, like, do a cool, like, spiral off of the bear, point at the vicar and be like, take her away. (laughs) That's your cool line? (laughs) That is not the line. 
take her stutter away take her uh away i guess Uh um and uh i you know mentally can communicate better with the bear probably um but i'm like hey how about do you want to like take out this garbage for me just take her all over. Take her all the way back to your den. Do whatever you want while they're there. Eat her. No, you can't eat her because they're AC, but she'll be away. <laughs> so you come crashing through the wall. And as <laughs> you said, you spiral off the bear. I assume some kind of cool flip. Yeah. And but rather than saying like, Howdy there, partners. I've come to save you. Or something like, you know, Lola would say. <laughs> Take her uh, uh, away. Uh, I don't know. I'm a lizard. <laughs> I feel like that's also very Lola. Okay, fine. There have been so many times when Lola's been like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh-huh. I guess that's a fun uh, subversion. Instead of having the cool one-liner, you just kind of like mutter something, give up halfway through, and walk off. <laughs> I mean, I'm just listen, everybody. I can't be constantly throwing out winners. I'm very tired. You ever been carried around by a bear, Osprey? It's not comfortable. Finally, the surface. Now, where have you gotten yourself to, Frida? This is definitely Wormwood. And what is that? Look at this blue beef jerky motherfucker in a bathrobe. I bet that was the whole thing. This is definitely Wolfram Salt. And what's that noise? It sounds like a heartbeat. Hmm, might as well follow it. I'm sure nothing could go wrong. Maybe I'll even see the Duke on the way. I swear, once I get my hands on that man, I am going to snap his pretty little wings in half. (laughs) 